0: Hey guys, Shane with Now That I'm Older. Check out Rogue Intel Prime with Duff and Chris. Anything goes in this podcast of infinite possibilities. The gang are sure to entertain with their take on the latest news, commentary, and review of, well, whatever the hell they feel like. Check out Rogue Intel Prime on RogueIntel.com.
1: Religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. And it also helps to have a healthy dose of the powerful Nerdcast. Hello, my friends. I am Cory, and Jordan me, as always, is my good friend... Christian.
0: Hello, audience.
1: Yes. How are you doing today, Chris?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, Don't call me Chris. My name's Christian. I know. Uh, (laughs) I just wanted to see how you'd react to that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm doing good. Uh, It's a week after Dragon Con. I finally Mm -hmm. feel like a normal human being again after I let that pure alcohol get out of my system. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of things have been happening, and I'm glad we're here at the Powerful Nerdcast to discuss them, Mm -hmm. because we've got everything from Bearded Ryu to Metal Gear Solid, uh, Phantom Pain, which I've been playing. Like crazy, man! Mm-hmm. It's like a video game addiction. Is yeah. that that's a real thing? Now. It is. You
1: that know, is you're a... addicted to Metal Gear. I've been addicted to the brand new Super Mario Maker.
0: One of them's obviously way cooler than the other. But I it... will disagree <laughs> with you on that
1: one. Uh, they're they're very different games. They're very different games. Um, but I like that you mentioned Dragon Con because even though it has been a week, we are still going to see a little bit of that today because we do have another interview for you guys today. Yes, yes uh, we, we did an interview with Carrie Means, who is not exactly a household name in terms of voice acting, but. He He has been voicing a character for well over 15 years on Adult Swim. He has been the voice of Frylock... From Aqua Teen Hunger Force, a series which actually just ended not two weeks ago, although I still have a feeling that it might return someday. But uh, we got to interview him, so you guys are going to be able to hear that later. It's a really fun interview. The guy is absolutely hilarious. That's what I keep
0: saying. Every time we meet these uh, famous voice actors, uh, I think they don't live the life of a celebrity in the sense that they don't go places and get swamped by people. You know, like, you might freak out if mm-hmm. you saw the guy who voices Homer Simpson, but I may not even know I mean, do you even is. know what
1: his, his name is? No,
0: I forget his name. Dan
1: I'm, Castellaneta. Yeah, so yeah.
0: I, he just happens to kind of sort of look like Homer in a way because he's bald and stuff. In you some know? ways, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting that he actually uh, embodies one of his large characters he does. But these voice actors are just normal dudes. Mm-hmm. I always say that, like, they're just the nicest people and they're down to sit down and talk about their craft any day, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, And I've met a ton of like actors and stuff and they don't actors put out a weird like pompous uh, uh, entitled confident vibe. But like voice actors aren't like that. They're just normal people. They get to go do have a fun thing and they just sit in a booth and talk for a while and then they leave and get fat checks (laughs) and feel happy about their work you know and know they have good fans out there that actually love their character so in
1: many ways they do just see it sort of like as a regular job
0: yeah it's just a regular job and you guys will definitely hear more about that when we talk to uh carrie means that's That's right carrie means
1: otherwise known as Frylock, the master of french fries Uh, but before (laughs) we
0: go further in the show we're going to go ahead and start with some viewer
1: questions because we haven't done those in a while we do have a couple of those this week uh let's go ahead and start with a question from light nora this was from a couple of weeks ago and he asks uh, or she asks asks, you guys should start watching anime movies and review it. I really want to hear your opinions on movies like Sword of the Stranger and And the Skycrawlers. Now, we have reviewed a few anime movies. Of course, they've been stuff that's been uh, related to some of our reviews, like Dragon Ball Z and Naruto and Bleach and everything. Uh, But I would like to review some more just, like, standalone movies. Like, one that we've always talked about for a long time. It's very well known in the public eye, especially for anime fans, is uh, Akira. You know, that's a movie that uh, is really near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, it's like...
0: It's like we've wanted to do that, like, forever. Mm -hmm. But I I don't
1: don't want to do it without screwing it up, though.
0: That's exactly what I was about to say. It's Mm -hmm. like, if we ever did the Akira film series, or not series, but Akira film, I'm scared we'd mess it up. Just like you said, like, I don't even know if I want to attempt that, because it's like there's things, like, we review these fun, uh, action-oriented animation series, or Mm -hmm. cartoons, as they say in the States, and... They're they're one note in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. They're deep episodes. They're, they they like to slap some symbolism on it. You know, mm-hmm. they like to have uh, uh, the leaf village, and then Sasuke steps on a leaf as he leaves the village. It's fucking deep,
2: bro. Whoa. Classic
0: dime store anime symbolism. Yeah, but like Akira, that's really some substance. That's mm-hmm. when people didn't know about anime all that much, and this guy just like put his heart and soul into this thing, and it's just. Like, you may not even get it after you watch
1: it. I sure as hell didn't get it when I was younger.
0: Yeah, I did. I was just, I thought it was pretty animation. Mm-hmm. And I thought the guy was like a superhero. Yeah. And I was like, wait, why is he turning into a big giant baby and crushing his girlfriend? And why are there laser beams that are cutting people's arms off? And, uh, you know, like, I had no idea what was going mm-hmm. on. And, uh,. Uh, I thought all people with, like, superpowers were just, like, super villains or, like, super good guys or superheroes. So, like, these weird conflicted heroes that uh, you find in, uh, like, things like Akira we're so deep and interesting and the idea of us doing that we would definitely have to do it like the way we used to do our dragon ball movie reviews where it was all pictures and we just like talk over it. and, and even voiceover. more
1: so in terms of like the script because no the script there's a lot that i want to talk about and that's you know like you said we, we don't want to do it unless we can do it right we don't want to half-ass this
0: could we just knock that review out in like a day yes mm, but we yeah, could do we, it we I'm, could but i wouldn't, I wouldn't feel to. satisfied i wouldn't yeah. want to do it that mm-hmm. way And the amount of busyness that we are right now is like... We've never been busier in Mm -hmm. real life and with Super and with the podcast. So it's like... It's like we'd really have to carve out the time like a month in advance to do that the Mm -hmm. right way. But do we want to? Yes, Mm -hmm. for viewer questions. Uh,
1: But as far as the other movies uh, that you were talking about, Sword of the Stranger and the Skycrawlers, I haven't heard of Skycrawlers. I haven't either. But uh, Sword of the Stranger is a movie that I have actually seen myself. And uh, it's an amazing and beautiful action anime movie. And uh, a couple years ago, Chris, I don't know if you remember, because, again, it was at a convention. And, of course, we were getting drunk and having a lot of fun. But uh, we were going to watch this one movie called Sword of the Stranger. Which was basically this samurai movie about this one samurai who's helping out this young boy and his dog. And then action ensues as they go on this journey. And uh, we were actually watching it at this anime convention called AWA, more commonly known as Anime Weekend Atlanta. And it was in this really small room, maybe it could fit maybe 40 people in it, and we made it about 75% into the movie. And we were all, like, the whole room, edges of our seat, like, holy crap, the sword fights in this movie are absolutely insane and feature some gorgeous animation. And 75% into the movie, the movie stopped just Black screen. The whole room just immediately just got pissed off, and apparently the guys who were running the movie in the back said that the disc was scratched and that there was nothing they could do. It was at that moment that everyone in the room was like, "Bitch, we're in an anime convention. Go to the dealer's room and buy another copy right now."
0: There's a bunch of Uh, these, but
1: they weren't going to do that, so they decided to show some Sailor Moon episodes after that, which promptly cleared the room. But sort of the stranger is a movie that I can definitely recommend to just about any action anime fan. It is a gorgeous movie. It's got a great story. It's got great production value, not just from the action. Yeah, I'm watching one the, of the fights.
0: Uh, it just looks amazing. It's, it's bringing up a lot of memories, like you mm-hmm. said, from that evening. And, we uh, you know,
1: the setting of the movie, it's got, it's got a lot of snow in it and everything, and it's just it's got a real kind of dreary feeling to it. It's just a really intense movie, and that is, uh, just like uh, Akira, a movie I would like to talk about, Uh, In length, but again, it's another one of those movies too where it's like it's not just action, you know, it's actually got a really good story to tell, it's got some amazing themes behind it. So, it's something that I would really like to do justice. I don't
0: know what this animation is, but it looks like something I've Mm -hmm. seen before, Uh, like almost kind of cowboy bebop ish. And uh, I don't know what the anime style or Black Lagoon, Mm -hmm. you know, it has it might
1: have something to do with not just the animation, but maybe even the artwork, Um, yeah, because that's kind of the feeling I got from Sort of the Stranger as well. It kind of reminds me of the art design. Of, uh, like, say, Cowboy Bebop.
0: Yeah, one of the first comments here on one of the fights from uh, Sword of the Stranger is, good fight, no magic, no super strength, no superpowers, just good old-fashioned fight to the death. Yes. That's
1: (laughs) another thing that's really cool about that movie. You know, anime has a tendency to go over the top with things. Sword of the Stranger is uh, grounded in realism a lot more than some of the other anime uh, movies that I've seen. Uh, but it's still got like that it's, anime it looks style. Like
0: anime samurais.
1: Yeah, basically. Pretty much. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a movie that's worth checking out. Um, but yeah, in the future we would totally love to do more anime movie reviews. There's so many other ones that we'd like to single out. And uh, that's definitely going to be a possibility what about in the future. Skycrawlers? I don't know anything about the Skycrawlers. I'm really intrigued though just because I know nothing about it. Um, are you looking that up right now?
0: Looks like people in dogfights. Like,
1: people in like so it's like a like airplanes and stuff. Airplanes
0: like, looks like World like War Two. SWAT cats, SWAT cats, but way more dramatic. Okay. <laughs> like way way more is it dramatic. like
1: is it modern styled airplanes? No, or? they look like World War Two airplanes. World War Two. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, right. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Maybe some steampunks in there. So you can never tell what era's that's from. This just <laughs> starts merging everything. Yeah. You know, it just looks like some heavy. Let's talk about life, and then let's go risk our lives to fight. You know how, like, in Gundam, they'll talk about deep shit, and then they'll just start screaming in robots and killing each other? Yeah, and they do that
1: while they fight. Oh, well, they it's, do that it, while they it's fight. It's like a tradition. If you're going to have, like, if you're a main character in a Gundam series, and you're about to have, like, a one-on-one mobile suit battle with, like, the main villain, you're not just going to trade blows with each other. You're going to discuss philosophy while murdering each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah that's it and the the one who's winning the intellectual battle usually ends up winning the physical typically, battle typically
1: yes there yes. are a few uh shocks and twists in the gundam series but for the most part that's how it goes down
0: yeah so anyway this looks mm. cool you know it looks like uh you know it always i always remember this this really dark scene in one of the uh gundam series that they used to show on toonami i don't remember the name but it wasn't gundam wing it was the one where the robots could change into jets but do you remember that one
1: you know, this is, I don't think, the first time that you no, brought yeah, this up. No, yeah, I brought up. this up a few um, times. I remember years ago we had this conversation. Where we were like, Corey, can you remember this one anime series that aired on Toonami that featured these robots that turn into jets? And you thought it was a Gundam, but I don't think it's a Gundam at all.
0: Either way, it had mm-hmm. some Gundam-esque tendencies mm-hmm. because I just remember this really sad scene where these guys were all joking in like the, uh, the bar on the base, you know, and like this one guy's about to eat a steak and then the alarm goes off, so it goes and then he gets killed. And then, like, his friends all come back and see the steak on the plate where he was eating it. And they're all like,
1: ah! No! We could have taken that (laughs) to go! (laughs) (laughs) Ah!
0: Yeah, so it's like, not Freddy! (laughs) So... But yeah i'll have to check out
1: this uh this skycrawlers movie it sounds pretty cool i do like those type of movies
0: it looks good uh i need to look up more about it before i promise if we're going to review it or not but like uh sort of the stranger why not that sounds like a good movie yeah so uh i'll uh definitely look into trying to figure out when we can review that yes. but akira man akira is something i want to review but mm-hmm. we've literally taken no real steps to actually do that because no. we're like intimidated by that one
1: it's also, it's Akira's one of those movies, too, where, like, at, the more I watch it, like, it sort of evolves, like, as the years go on. Like, obviously, we've already mentioned when we were younger when we saw it, we mostly watched it from the animation. We didn't really know anything about the story. You know, my experience with Akira five years ago is different with my experience now, just because I have a much firmer understanding of what's really going on. I've also looked up the actual manga series that it's based on, which... If you're a fan of the movie, check out the manga. It's going to blow your freaking mind. It actually does explain things, and there's a lot more to the story.
0: How do you spell Akira? Uh,
1: A-K-I-R-A. Akira or Akira, whatever you want to call it. So
0: this guy here, one of my favorite videos I've watched recently online Mm -hmm. was uh, this guy, and he has the title of something. And he said, what's the difference? He does this all the time with movies and comic books and uh, things like that. And he has a really great 12-minute episode on cine. Fix Cinefix, so C-I-N-E-F-I-X, and it says Akira-What's-The-Difference, dash. and he goes through the differences between the movies and the manga, mm. and it's a really good gr- Is he the guy who
1: also did, like, uh he does, like, live-action movies, I think he did a Jurassic Park one, where, like, mm. he did the difference between the books and the movies?
0: I don't know, he just, he has a bunch of stuff, like, what is the difference between Jaws, the movie, and the book? What is the difference between Watchmen, the uh, the graphic novel, and the movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the difference? He's just got a ton of these. What is the difference? A uh, really great to understand your lore a little mm-hmm. deeper on yeah. some of these topics. So yeah, check.
1: I think I think I have seen that one before. Check it out if you want a good understanding of Akira and what the manga version is like. Which, like I said, is just in freaking scene. But I still think the movie stands alone. is yeah. one of the the hallmarks of like classic old the school intro, anime
0: to akira is one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen it almost makes no sense the cause... first
1: 15 minutes of that movie still blow me away like i always notice something different just the fluidity of the animation which is yep. hand drawn just so freaking gorgeous that combined with the uh the art design and of course the music the soundtrack in that movie is so freaking perfect it, it really is a hallmark for anime
0: yeah uh it's it's sort of just a uh, uh, strange that more anime isn't made that way. I mm-hmm. mean, I get it's expensive, but mm-hmm. like, can't we just I, Ferrari's fucking expensive too? But they don't make many. That's why you know <laughs> they just they make like make it cost a lot to own it on DVD or something like. But like, do it still? Yeah. Like, I mean, the
1: anime landscape was very different at that point in time too. Um, you know, we have pioneers
0: through, almost. They're just plowing through it in many ways. It out. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I will I will I don't want to say that anime has regressed since then. Uh but I really think that was it's like commercialized. A, it was a, yeah, it was definitely uh that was a peak I I think for it uh at that time. It's the golden
0: age. We're gonna be back in the day waving our canes.
2: Akira <laughs>
1: We're already feeling Akira! old. Here. Um
0: but let's go ahead and move on to the next question. Uh
1: we have gold member P B who asks Since you are such a big Kakashi fan, Corey, that's uh the character from Naruto, have you seen King of Lightning's Kakashi Sucks video? If so, what part of his argument do you agree or disagree with? Well, this is going to be an easy thing. Uh, I disagree with all of it.
0: Okay. Um, Why does he, uh, can you give me a little, uh, as a guy that doesn't, uh, know that video by King of Lightning. Mm-hmm. I've watched some of other King of Lightning videos. The man,
1: and, and it's a fantastic video.
0: Is it? Yeah, you know, I, I love King of Lightning's videos. They're yeah. always
1: really infectious and fun to watch. And uh, I still think it's a Ton really great video. That yeah. Uh, yeah, any any fan should definitely check it out. I do disagree with him, but I still respect his opinion greatly. Um, just you know, towards the end of the Naruto series, Kakashi kind of became kind of a joke in some ways, like. He kept losing. His eyes kept getting ripped out. He kept mm-hmm. getting them back, and then they were suddenly taken away again. And he was basically just relegated to being in the background a lot, especially after the time skip he,
0: of the he series. He got he got piccoloed.
1: Basically, that's exactly what happened to Kakashi. Used to and, be
0: important. Mm-hmm. Now a babysitter. <laughs>
1: basically, he's just there to be the commentator and the babysitter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, it's as simple as that. I, I, I just, I disagree with what he had to say. Simple as that. Um, I think he was being a little too harsh on the character, but again, you know, that's simply just his opinion, and uh, if there's one thing I've learned uh, about Naruto fans, it's that they're very opinionated, because I did a top 10 favorite Naruto character list, and... I think nearly every other comment on the video (laughs) is, where the fuck is Itachi? Itachi's not on your list, Corey. What's going on? Itachi's not one of my favorite characters, okay? Mm -hmm. I think he's a cool character, and I think he's really important to the story, but in terms of being my favorite, hell freaking no. I could do a whole video talking about how I think Itachi is a useless and annoying character who's basically just a plot device, but... You know that's the way it is, but then you're going to have those Itachi fans who are going to completely defend that character.
0: And I will say, him being a plot device is actually one of my favorite parts because he's self aware of the whole world, and I found that very interesting. Mm -hmm. So it's just it really matters like what way you take it, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, I still wish you had more examples of King of Lightning said X and Y, you say you know B and C, but if you don't really have exactly specific examples,
1: the last time I watched that video was months ago, and, and and it just happened to be like. I think I had just released um, my so top 10 so Naruto at, video. You're
0: more so talking in like in a broader sense. Look, people have different opinions. Yeah, basically. Uh, you still respect King of Lightning. Mm-hmm. He can do his thing. Exactly. Um, I still think the video is
1: well done, and you could definitely feel his passion, and uh, you know his his examples were good. But it's just it's just one of those like mm, I just I just don't agree with you on that. You know, simple as that. Um, obviously, I'm a, I'm a little biased. I am a Kakashi fan. Um,
0: you even cosplayed as him.
1: I, yeah, the only Naruto, no, actually, technically not the only Naruto character I've cosplayed. I've also cosplayed as uh, Kakuzu, uh, the member of the Akatsuki, because my friend also cosplayed as Hidan. so So, and that's so when you they wore were a like, black
0: t-shirt. Hmm. So you wore a black t-shirt and a hoodie, or you blow, and a hood.
1: No, actually I went as the uh the second form of Kakazu where he rips off his cloak and you can see all the stitches all over his back and I had the ninja mask on and everything. Oh wow, okay. That cool. was really fun. Um yeah, that the reason that was fun too is because it was at that point in time in the anime where uh Hidan and Kakazu had just been introduced, so like they were still fresh in the minds of people. And, uh, like I said, it was me and my friend, he was, uh, he'd we were cockazoon. It was just, it was awesome. It was the first time I was able to be like a real villain in terms of cosplay. So that was really cool. Um, but cosplay is tiring, man.
0: It's man. It's a lot <laughs> you know, of work.
1: You go to a convention, a you're like, awesome. This costume's going to be great. Like three hours in, you're like, fuck, I wish I was in regular clothes right now.
0: <laughs> I wish I was not sweating my balls off. You know, it's like, I just want to walk over
1: there, but then someone t- stops, makes me take a picture. Okay, great. It's fucking hot. I want to eat, this is annoying, I want to (laughs) drink, you know, and you're in this costume the entire time. So for people who cosplay and they do it, like, all day, props to them, man. But, uh, yeah, going back to King of Lightning, uh, I still recommend checking out the Kakashi Sucks video. If anything, it's really entertaining.
0: As all of King of Lightning's videos. As they are, yes. He's super passionate. Yeah, and the man can make a 10-minute video on accident.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So one of the other topics uh, we have today that I wanted to discuss as well, uh, I think we had just gotten back from something, and then the death battle had come out. The new death battle. Yeah. Uh, by who, what's that channel? I forgot that channel's uh, name. Screw Attack. Screw Attack, which yes. is uh, very big in the video game world. They they make a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, for some reason they decided to make a Raiden versus Wolverine yeah. video, which doesn't exactly come up as the biggest versus match in my head, but mm-hmm. at the same time makes uh, it makes uh, complete badass sense to have it happen. Yeah. Why not? And. Uh, should we just spoil it? Or, like, I feel like I'm a little unsure about how, how to about approach this.
1: How about this? Um, if you don't want to be spoiled by what happens in the Wolverine pause Riding the battle, pause, pause the video. Pause the video and uh, we'll put a uh, timestamp in the description box so that you can skip ahead to the next topic, so this way you're not going to have to worry now, about it. what I was
0: going to say is just pause the video, go watch it, and then hit play again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's an
1: even better idea. You know what? Choose your option. They're both there. They're both there. Um, but, but yeah, Raiden versus Wolverine.
0: Yes. Okay, so Wolverine, superhuman strength, uh, berserker mode. He's regenerative, regenerative abilities. Regenerative abilities.
1: Uh, adamantium skeleton. Can
0: smell things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cool power, cool thing—you know, it can smell like good pizza from a mile away. Yeah, um, got that down. And he's uh, been alive for a long time, like 1850s, yeah. you know, because uh, his super healing keeps him from aging.
1: Fought in the Civil War, fought in World War One and Two, Korean War, Vietnam. Done it all. Yeah, he's hardcore.
0: So, um, yeah. And then you got Raiden, who's just some super cyborg skeleton that has pulled off the amazing feat of going from complete pansy to complete badass, which is a hard thing to do if you're already in the fan base, one to the other. Yeah. and uh, And he's probably the coolest character in you know the metal gear you know that's obviously debatable but one yeah. of the coolest characters in the metal gear franchise and can, like, fight a ray one-on-one, which yeah. is ridiculous. He'll fight
1: multiple Metal Gears at yeah. once. You know, it's not really a problem for him. And he
0: has some point. weird laser frequency sword that can literally cut through almost Dude
1: anything. Dude runs on missiles as they're being fired at him.
0: Yes. He, it makes yeah. no sense. He's not yeah. human. He's not mm-hmm. just a pim- pimped-out human. He's uh, a robot person yeah. at this and, point.
1: And to be fair, Raiden has been a warrior for a long time, you know. It, it, he was born on the a, battlefield, yeah, practically. Of course he had a tragic backstory, but, you know, he is a child soldier. Uh, he wasn't
0: he, a fetus born out of a, his mother hanging from a tree, though. No, okay.
1: that's, hardcore. <laughs> that's, guts, that's hardcore. That's guts hardcore. Guts, right there, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was just—he was a child soldier in Africa, though, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's been surrounded by. Was battles. it Africa? or Was it Liberia? Uh, it all kind of runs together—a yeah. country that's not America, man. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> so bad, <laughs> you know, over there, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, uh, it was a good death battle. Mm-hmm. First of all, their animation team. It's just killing it. It's getting better and better and better. better Every single episode. Yeah. And
1: the best thing about this one, too, is it was a nice, even fight. It wasn't bullshit like Goku versus Superman or anything. Yeah,
0: walking through Kamehameha's. Yeah,
1: that still pisses me off. Like, what was cool about the death battle was that they both had, like, equal attacks and blows. And, like, even there was, like, big damage. Like, Raiden lost an arm. And, you know, going into this death battle, I was, like, 100% convinced, like, Wolverine's going to destroy Raiden. Like, there's nothing that Raiden's going to be able to do. But... After watching the examples in the video, which I think is probably the best work they do outside of just the animation is the research they do and all the, the math
0: what they, that they do. Yeah, because what they really do is everyone goes in with their favorites mm-hmm. and says, I want my person to win. Yeah. And then they have to take that and then actually give you reasons why this person won. Mm-hmm. Not because, hey, we like this person more and we're making the video, so fuck you. <laughs> you know, like it's not la- like that. They actually have a, a real... Sort of scientific approach to it. And mm-hmm. uh, they did just say, you know, he's chopped off a Metal Gear Ray's arm and then sword fought <laughs>
1: Metal Gear Ray with it. And
0: when you hear that out loud and you're reminded of that, you're
1: like, yeah, that is pretty freaking ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, Wolverine's strong, yeah. but uh, not s- ridiculous. He's not
1: strong. like super, super strength, you know, yeah, I yeah. mean, like Ra- just the fact that Raiden picks up a Metal Gear Ray and can just toss it. Like, I don't think that's something that Wolverine can pull off. He might be able to slice it up a lot. But, he might be know. able to
0: beat a Metal Gear Ray. Yeah. I think he's completely capable of that. But I think I don't... he
1: would destroy a Metal Gear Ray. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to be able to toss that thing around.
0: No, no. So anyway, Wolverine ends up losing because uh, Raiden goes into a slow-mo mode and chops off Wolverine's head in this mm-hmm. awesome, badass sequence. Which yeah. I They again... both
1: go through like their respective Berserker modes. Like, uh-huh. Wolverine just goes insane. And then once Raiden gets his arm cut off, he goes into his uh, Jack the Ripper mode where he, like, turns all red and his blood is constantly, like, bleeding out of his body. And it's at that moment that he just destroys Wolverine. And I was, you know... You know, my first thought was, how is he going to cut through the adamantium? But again, they did their research on what the blade was truly capable of, and that was really no problem for him. And it's not that he just decapitated Wolverine. He cut his head off, and then as his head was flying around in the air, he just cut it up into, like, tiny little pieces just to ensure that there is no way that Wolverine is going to come back.
0: Yeah, there's no regenerating. uh, The brain brain is the questionable spot on Wolverine if he Mm -hmm. can regenerate it. Probably, like, parts of it. Mm -hmm. But if the whole thing is destroyed, he's done. Because uh, he's not like Boo or some other regenerative uh, being that if any piece of him is around, mm-hmm. then he can regenerate from it. Yeah. That's not how it works. So, they did their research. Raiden wins. And, again, Raiden is like bordering on a su- complete superhuman person anyway, you know? Mm. So, it's not that crazy. But yeah. Like, Raiden could probably kill some DBZ people, you know? Like, uh, like Krillin? Uh, Fuck Krillin up.
1: I don't know, man. Krillin... This is getting into a whole other. That's the thing, you know. Death Battle might be able to make some sense out of it, but the thing about Dragon Ball characters is like they are superhuman inherently. From like towards the beginning of the series, like Goku and Krillin, like when they're training with Master Roshi for the first time, the whole point of their training is to make their bodies like superhuman. Like bullets can't even penetrate Goku. Yeah. Like so, like what would ride hurts him? Play to he's like he's do? like fuck. Ow. He's like yeah. stop it. <laughs> Not to mention just the overall speed of Dragon Ball characters. Like Raiden is fast. He's. He's a fucking ninja, you know? Yeah. But, like, Dragon Ball characters, like, they, they border on, like, the speed of light half the time. Half the time no, when Raditz someone's having a big fight.
0: was the speed of light from the first arc. Because, <sighs> remember, Special Beam Cannon, and he dodged it the very... This is some deep nerdness. Yeah. You know? <laughs> deep. Going deep on that nerd. The but,
1: beginning. And yeah. that was just the beginning of Dragon Ball Z.
0: So, okay, maybe Rod couldn't.
1: Anyway, Yamcha. There Mm -hmm. we go. I think Raiden would be a threat probably in the first half of Dragon Ball. I think he'd be a real problem. But, you know, I think by the time of, like, say, King Piccolo, I don't think they'd have any trouble with him anymore.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Anyway. But then
1: again, you know, death battle. They can do what they want. They made Superman O.P.'s all shit. And, you know, they gave their evidence. Yeah. And I, you know, I agree that Superman is, without a doubt, the most powerful being in media history. I mean, aside from just straight up God. And maybe Tengen toppa Gurren Lagon, but uh which <laughs> well, is a battle that I still want to see, which is Superman versus Gurren Lagon because
0: that would be interesting
1: Lagon just you know they go beyond the limit constantly, so I can't wait to see but if- they're very
0: much Goku based characters give us a limit, and mm-hmm. then we'll go above it, yeah. but they've they've reached they've they've talked about that multiple times with Superman that he doesn't have a limit to be reached, he's mm-hmm. just as strong as he needs to be, yeah. which is the stupid part which is where he's hacked, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so it's more like a Goku versus Gurren Lagann is more interesting in
1: yeah, a lot in of ways. Anyways, yeah, I like Gurren Lagann versus Godzilla.
0: Godzilla's just a being on a planet. They they're bigger than planets.
1: I mean, if we go to the galaxy levels, yeah,
0: yeah, it starts getting retarded. <laughs> I'm trying to show my girlfriend Gurren Lagann and she just couldn't get past the fan service. I was like, no, there's it's deeper than the boobies. I promise. All it <laughs> took
1: was Yoko showing up, and I was like, fuck. <sighs>
0: It's, that's just, And that's episode one right there. Uh, I tried to start her on episode two just to get her past the whole crawling through the tunnel with the ass in your face stuff. I was like, I got to not show her yeah. that. And then uh, she just couldn't Ruined. get into She's it. She's
1: trying to squeeze through the crevices. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And I then mean, without she... a
1: doubt, Yoko is an extreme fan service character, but her personality doesn't really like reflect that.
0: She's not flirtatious. No,
1: she's not. And if someone happens to fall into her breasts, she's not going to get all pissed and punch them across the room Sakura style. In fact, she takes most of that in stride, which is something that I think is really interesting about her character. And yeah, it is bullshit. There is an explanation as to why she dresses that way. She claims it's so she can move faster, but that's pretty much it. That reminds me, there's a character in uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, Five. I think her name is Quiet. yes a sniper girl and she's very similar to yoko and that she doesn't really wear anything yes that's Um, about it
0: though she's not that similar in personality whatsoever yeah
1: um she was a really controversial character in Metal Gear Solid Five, like before it was released, because everybody's just like, "Oh, this is just this misogynistic bullshit, just more objectifying of women, having them wear barely anything." And of course, she's a sniper. Um, and Hideo Kojima's like, "No, no, no, it's, she she dresses like that for a reason." Uh, did they actually explain that in the game?
0: Yes, she's a lot like uh, who was the other old man sniper.
1: Uh, what's his, oh, from Metal Gear Solid 3. The End? The, uh, the the End, the old guy, yeah. Yes,
0: The End, and her, uh, maybe not directly related, but mm-hmm. she also is a plant person that uses photosynthesis. So if she wore a lot of clothes, it would actually technically choke her out. Like, it would uh, hurt her to not have sun and everything hit her. So oh. she has most of her body exposed to uh, absorb sunlight. She okay. doesn't eat, she doesn't do anything, she just pours water on her.
1: So basically, same thing as yeah. The she's, end. She's from the uh, Metal Gear she's, Solid 3. she's a plant person. Oddly enough, though, the end was fully clothed and wearing a ghillie suit. So
0: that well, maybe that suit uh, was special. Bullshit, fan service. <laughs> yep, there you they go. They just
1: wanted some fan service. You
0: should, you should just wait till you see her in the helicopter when you're waiting to go on missions. She's just crawling around the helicopter, all sexy and shit. It's like, what the fuck <sighs> is going on here? Jeez. And uh, like her costumes. I haven't unlocked any of her costumes, but they all just look ridiculous. None of them cover up anymore, you know. So I mean, that's
1: good, I guess.
0: It's whatever, and then wait till you come back to the base when it's raining. A <laughs> random cutscene will ensue that is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> oh man, this is ridiculous you right should, here.
0: You should see that cutscene. You never thought you'd see a uh, big boss and uh, a hot chick have a splash battle on the on the on the deck of a. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mother base. Oh my God. <laughs> They're like, Ooh. It's Keefer
1: Sutherland, by the way.
0: Keefe. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> Fucking Keefe. Oh so, my God. Uh, You know, uh, let me talk about the new Metal Gear Solid for a minute. So I've been playing for about 35 hours, maybe mm-hmm. more. I don't remember. Wow. I have a weird thing about open world games, though. I always get to the point because you know when you first start a game like everything isn't kind of unlocked and like they haven't really let you go yet for so i get through a few story missions until they like let me go and then i like just focus on the side missions until i have a bunch of money and a bunch of stuff unlocked so when i go back to the main missions i actually uh am 100 percent ready to do anything i want or get like s ranks and do everything on the big missions and earn all the money i can because that's usually where the big bucks are and uh So I took literally, like, 20 hours to do the first one-third of the game just to, like, unlock everything I could. And uh, I think that game is great. Do I think it's the best Metal Gear? No. But what makes a good Metal Gear game? It's, like, kind of, like, long cutscenes and deep story that isn't 100% clear and shadowed in symbolism and deepness. And it's not that game, but, man, it is the best open-world game I've ever played. Mm -hmm. Like, hands down. That's a... Bold statement, man. Because okay, you play metal. You play okay. It's good, but different. But you know what they do really well? They Mm -hmm. only have like max. You're only going to fight ten bad guys at once. Maybe twenty on some crazy big level or something Mm -hmm. like that. It's pretty small. Yeah, you're really only. It's a puzzle. It's it's this is great open world puzzle. And so uh, I handed the controller to uh, a friend of mine that loves Grand Theft Auto Five. Like, he just loves it. So the controls kind of transfer over really well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, there's a base over there. Here's how you use your binoculars to mark the guys. And you got a sniper rifle and a, a, and a silenced uh, pistol that'll put people to sleep. And I was like, just make sure no one sees you. And he went over there and killed everyone, like, first try. And he's like, this game is amazing. It's way deeper than Grand Theft Auto. Because Grand Theft Auto's gunplay is sort of basic.
1: It is basic, but like I still consider you know I haven't played Metal Gear Solid Five yet, yeah. Uh, but I do consider uh, Grand Theft Auto Five to be I think the best open world game I've ever played. Well,
0: it has a much deeper. Uh, it's the world. Light, more yeah, so. the world is a little more alive. Mm-hmm. Well, Grand Theft Auto or uh, when Metal Gear Solid is more like this big open desert yeah. war field, or you go to Central Africa mm-hmm. later in the game, and that's kind of different, but still very flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red and- Dead Redemption. Yeah, it's pretty much Red Dead Redemption. Uh, Which I don't is also,
1: I still think, in the top tier open world games.
0: Yeah, no one ever talks about that anymore. I know,
1: that game just, the, the fanfare before that game came out was huge. It happened like a month later, it was done.
0: Yeah, what happened? It even had an awesome zombie expansion pack.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think it had its moment in the sun, but, uh, you know, the thing is And just... Rockstar
0: made an awesome story. Like, the story yeah, was so good. It was and it was really good. And it was moving and dramatic, and there was, you know, highs and lows, and you cared about these characters. And in I the loved
1: ending. being able to slow things down when you could shoot.
0: Oh, that's the other thing uh, oh. Metal Gear Solid does really well. The mm-hmm. first time an enemy sees you, the world slows down, and usually if you have any decent weapon, you can take them out before they say anything to anyone else. So mm-hmm. they'll be like... Oh, and then the world will like slow down for like five seconds, yeah. and they as go, they're gasping, Psh. boom, yeah, yeah, oh. blast them in the face, you know, or hit them with a Trank gun or something. Mm. And uh, so, uh, I don't know. I just I'm enjoying the shit at a Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. I wish I had more time to play it, but as a guy who's more in his adult phases of life, mm-hmm. I pretty much have to say, well, I'm going to be busy till about nine o'clock at night, and then I'm going to play for two hours and go to bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, it's hard to play it nonstop. Because I got to like do things. Yeah,
1: you miss lo- having those like big game sessions that we used to have. When we yeah, were
0: yeah, I can't and, do that anymore. Uh, also, you know, I feel like drained if I do that. If I play too long, my eyes hurt and stuff. <laughs> no,
1: I'm right there with you because I've been playing uh, Super Mario Maker, which uh, literally yeah. just came out a couple of days ago. And uh, boy, does that game just suck time away! It did it again to me last night. I was explaining to you yesterday, yeah. like the night before. I'm like, all right, it's about nine o'clock. I'm probably just going to work on a level for like maybe about an hour and go to bed. Uh, nope. Nope, like three and a half hours passed by. Working on one level, and I was really disappointed because last night I was working on a uh, a castle level which had like multiple exits and all types of pipes all over the place and boss fights. And I worked on it for like two and a half hours, and it wasn't until the very end of the level where I realized there was an element that I wasn't going to be able to include, so I just deleted the whole thing. Just, I wasn't satisfied with my level. And I look up at the clock, and it's like one in the morning, and I'm like... Fuck! I just want to be able to play this game. And it's gotten to a point where it's like, I have to decide... Am I going to build a level today and spend hours on it, or am I just going to play some of the online levels? And it is a tough thing to do because the game enables you. Because you go online, you play these amazing levels, which blow your mind with your creativity. And you're like, oh, that's so good. I bet I could do something like that. So you jump right into the uh, the level editor, and you decide you're going to do that. And that just sucks away even more time.
0: It's like there's so – not in a bad way, but it's like there's so much to do that inspires you to do so many things before you know it, you're, you're mm-hmm. going. You're like, I was just going to play a few levels. And then you get inspired, and you're like, now I'm just going to make a level. Now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to add that to the level. Then you go play Mm -hmm. another thing. Oh, I'm going to add that to my level. And then it just seems like a time, like you'd say, a time slayer.
1: Man, it just, it destroys. And it's just, oh, the game is so much fun, man. It's one of the most user-friendly, like, level creators that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I had a friend who doesn't even play Mario games that much. I handed him the controller. He built a level in 20 minutes that was fully functional and fun to play and i didn't even have all of like the assets and items unlocked yet when you yeah, finally yeah. get everything unlocked then the game really opens up I think, with all the things you can I do i think
0: that that's super important because you've said uh, another world building or game is a little big planet mm-hmm. and you said you hated that world builder because yeah. you just it didn't feel intuitive it was complicated yeah and then you, know? you take this one i think that's what took this game so long to come out yeah cuz all the pieces were there for mm-hmm. a long time yeah uh, in the super mario world like they're all there uh, but they probably took a really long time to develop the uh, World Maker, so because mm-hmm. that's probably what took that game mm-hmm. so long. to come According
1: out. to the creators of the game, like the whole like reason they created Super Mario Maker is because they used a very similar system to when they would create the old two D levels, and they're like, how could we actually like implement this and put it into like the Wii U gamepad so that people could do that? And then they just sort of translated all of that over, and then they gave you like free ground to just do what you want, and just it's it's a never ending Mario game. And it's just so infectiously fun.
0: Yeah, I'm taking us off track just a touch. Uh, I just saw a comment come in on our last podcast, the one Mm -hmm. where we interviewed Rob Paulson. Yeah. And uh, instead of an N, they have an M. So it's Maruto Fighter is the name of the the commenter. Maruto Fighter said, I just realized Christian looks like Bradley Cooper at certain moments. Am I the only one seeing this? Yes. You're the first one to ever say that. (laughs) (laughs) Sarcasm. Okay, Corey, let's get to the interview. Welcome to my life. Oh yeah. Welcome yes, to my yes, good yes. looking hell. All
1: right, well guys, uh, that was the the main topics for today, but we're gonna go ahead and jump into the Carrie Means interview, otherwise known as Frylock. Now I'm, remember I'm this interview took place At uh, DragonCon, which was an awesome convention that we went to. If you guys want to see the video we worked on, check out our YouTube channel. We'll also put a link to that video in the description box below. On our last podcast, we reviewed, uh, or we didn't review, we interviewed Rob Paulson.
0: We reviewed him. Uh, So
1: make sure to check that out. But today, let's talk to Kerry Means. So we asked him a couple of questions. Luckily, he was able to sit down with us, and he had a lot to say. So uh, first thing we talked to him about was how did he actually land the role of Frylock on Aqua Teen Hunger Force? And this is what he had to say.
2: Actually, if you remember a little show, well, let me let me rewind back a little further, farther, further, whatever, to what I used to do, bumps, what is known as bumps for like uh, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z. I was actually, the. I think I might have been the first guy to tell the world that Goku was going to die in Dragon Ball Z, like the first time he died this year, Goku dies and blah, 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 blah. So I was doing bumps and stuff like that. And if you remember a little show called Samurai Jack... You remember the announcer guy who used to tell you about the next episode of Samurai Jack? That was me. On the next Samurai Jack, Jack gets into thus and so. And so a guy by the name of Larry Morris, who at the time was a production assistant. Now he's a big wig. Larry Morris heard me do these Samurai Jack little snippets of the next episode, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he knew Matt and Dave, Matt Malero and Dave Willis, co-creators and producers of the show, were coming up with this new Show about these food items that solve mysteries or supposedly that was the premise he's like you got to hear this Carrie means guy he's great he'd be perfect for the role of frylock so it came down between me and one other guy and the other guy was a little too stiff if you can believe that for their taste so they selected me i actually auditioned for the role of frylock in the break room of my job at a market research firm who shall remain nameless i won't be plugging them i don't even think they're in business anymore but anyway so i'm in the break room on the telephone you know if you ever worked in any business anywhere in your life you know that break room telephones suck so i'm in there on a conference call with matt and dave my agent faxes me the script to rabot the very first episode so i'm in the break room going no meanwhile don't get a jam box and they're just cracking up rolling laughing i'm like what the f is this i'm what am i reading man what are these guys smoking i asked my agent What are they smoking when they write this stuff? She said, I don't know, but I need to keep smoking it so we can keep getting paid. So I got the job. Needless to say, 15 years later, here we are at the end.
0: So Aqua Teen Hunger Force is no no like stranger to pulling one over on its fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that they've gone through quite a few reiterations of the show. Like they changed the title a few times, they're like, It's cancelled and then like they come back and they add like super on the name. They're like, It's a different show <laughs> and uh so th- we had this question for him was was this the real final episode of the series of Aqua Teen Hunger Force or is it going to come back again? And this is what he had to say.
2: You mean like Aqua Unit Patrol Squad and Aqua, you know, whatever. And, of course, this last incarnation was Aqua Teen Hunger Force Forever. You're asking a guy who sits at home waiting on his phone to ring whether or not this is the end of the show. See, I'm an independent contractor. I don't work for Turner or Adult Swim proper. I'm a guy just like the roofing guys that you call and say, hey, I need my roof fixed. When are you going to come out and do this? They call, my agent calls me and says, Carrie, you need to be at the studio at blase blase time. I don't even see the script until I walk through the door of the studio. You know, most actors who are on the A-list, I'm more like the Z-list. Most actors who are on the A-list, you know, they i read, have read my agent fax me the script and I'll memorize it. And no, it ain't none of that. I don't see the script until the day I do it. So I walk in the door and they're like, okay, let me get you a script, Carrie. Here you go. Go! You know, it's like that, you know, and... uh I want all you fans out there to go viral, tell them you want Frylock back, Frylock needs his own show, damn it, got tater tots to feed, seriously, no, but I used to do Thundercleese on the Brack show as well, so for those of you who don't remember, Brack, from down the street, I blast you, Thundercleese was very therapeutic, because I got to yell a lot, you know what I'm saying, it was like, by the time the session was over, I was hoarse from yelling so much as Thundercleese, but... I'm classically trained to use my diaphragm. You know, I've sang a little opera, done a little theater and stage work. And if you read my bio in the Dragon Con book, you'll read all about it.
0: That was super interesting. Dude, that guy is so nice. He just came in the room and just, like, owned it. I didn't even realize it was him right away. Like, he was trying to eat some chocolate that they had laid out. Mm-hmm. And he was like, is this for us? I'm like, well, it's for, like, the people that are getting interviewed and, like, the press. And he's like, that's me. And I was like, oh, shit, that's who this guy it's is. Just like, him and his
1: girlfriend just walked in. They just looked like regular yeah. congoers. And then when you heard him speak, you're just like, oh, man, that is Frylock. Yeah, so that's
0: him. And uh, our next question for him was, what's your favorite part about voicing Frylock? And this is what he had to say.
2: My favorite thing is actually going in the booth doing Frylock. I don't want to sound corny, but to me, the last 15 years have been like a vacation, man. I mean, it's like we said, we we did a VO panel um, last evening with some other popular guys. You might want to check it out if you're still available on Dragon Con TV. It was was me and a bunch of other voice actors, like the guy who did uh, Animaniacs was there, the guy who's been doing Goofy for the past 25 years was there. Of course, I was there, and it was just a hoot, man. We we had a great time. People are coming up to me today telling me how much they loved it. Not to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. It was fun, and that's what it is. It's fun, and we all agreed that once it stops being fun, it's time to stop. Now, I don't know if it stopped being fun for them, but it hadn't stopped being fun for me. I don't know. Who made the decision to cancel us? But we got canceled. I mean, it happens. The Bragg Show got canceled. Aqua Teen got canceled. The Simpsons is still going, but that ain't us. You know what I'm saying? I was like, hey, can we uh, do like Family Guy did and go to another network and get popular there and then they want us back? And somebody was like, I'm not going to say who. And like, no, because uh, we don't own it. I was like, okay, then. All right. So, you know, there's a lot of politics going on. I don't know who made the final call to let us go, but I guess they just said, enough is enough. We're we're done with this one. We want Mike Tyson mysteries. (laughs) Mike Tyson, if you're watching this, I love you, man. You're the bomb. We're the same age, me and Mike Tyson, by the way. You do the math. But anywho, here I am at Dragon Con. I'll be here through Monday. Signing autographs and acting a fool and doing what I do best, being a big old ham.
1: Again, the man just continues to make us laugh continuously. He had so many amazing one-liners throughout all of these reviews. Uh, then, we, of course, we had to ask him, did you have a favorite episode of Aqua Teen you worked on or like maybe a favorite line that you had to read, and boy, did he have a great answer.
2: There was an episode—actually, I'll give you my favorite episode— and one of my favorite lines as well. There was one episode where Meatwad wanted a pet. I gotta have a pet. I gotta have a pet. That's about as best Meatwad as I could do. Should've stuck with them damn dows, huh? Well, now they're all gonna have to go. i tell you what. Why don't you bring a couple of bitches over here before I put a cigarette out in your damn eye? It's the one where Frylock kills everyone. Gets all pimped out. His fries are in like curly cornrows. Brings over a couple of Who was, hey, what do we got back here? Bring your friend. I like her, too. You know, kills Carl the next day, and everybody's dead. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I did not. Yes, you did. Watch the fire. It's going to burn you, and they're already dead. So if you remember that one, the Frylock pimped out episode, that's my favorite one. And that's one of my favorite lines about bringing a couple of bitches over. Not that I refer to women as bitches. Believe me. Right, honey? I don't. I'm very respectful. My mom raised me right. I'm Eddie and Lucy Means' baby boy. That's me.
1: The last thing that I wanted to ask him was a very interesting question. A lot of the times when we do these interviews, uh, I don't like to do just like the old standard, like, what's next for you? What's next for Frylock? The what's actor? it like
0: being a voice actor?
1: Yeah, like, I didn't want to end that way. And considering that he voices a, uh, a talking box of French fries, I decided to ask him, what is your favorite fast food French fries? And he gave us, again, another very classic answer and some pretty nice insight into uh, Frylock.
2: I've never been asked that question. Yeah, that's a good question. And you know what? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, you got, you got BK, you got Mickey D's. Actually, we thought we were going to get sued by McDonald's when we first started because it's a red box of french fries. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, McDonald's is going to sue the hell out of us. And they never did. So actually, you know, funny should mention that because BK has these hot chicken fries. And if you look at the box, it kind of looks familiar. You put a goatee on that sucker and, and squint his eyes a little bit. You got you, you got a box that kind of looked like old Frylock, but you know I'm gonna say what everybody else says. McDonald's, of course. McDonald's got the best fries, man. You know when they come out good and hot. I'm not, not now if you listen to McDonald's. I'm available for VO work, as well as television, commercial, film. Hey, I'm obviously available. My show's been canceled. You know what I'm saying? So hey, I'm uh, I, I'm, I'm. I'm. I got tater tots to feed. Seriously, I do. You, uh, say to wrap up the yeah, I do. Got something to say to wrap up the interview, and it goes a little something like this: I got jacked by the cops. They shot my tater tots. Busted the moonlights. we was slinging moon rocks. <laughs> got a meat while watching a lemonade shake. Do fries go with that? Here come the drum break. I wrote that myself. Those are my lyrics. They gave me one little line and said, "Kerry, this is your uh, line for the new theme song." I was like, "No, no, no, no." sat down and wrote those lyrics out myself in about five minutes recorded it so i'm a rapper too i can bust a funky rhyme when i need to peace so there you go
0: everyone Kerry means in the flesh he Mm -hmm. was a pleasure to talk to and honestly i always say this i feel like we're getting away with murder here when they give us press passes to talk to these people but uh you know, we get them, yeah. and you guys don't, so suck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was also
1: cool uh, about meeting Kerry Means, too, is that uh, he's a local guy. Like, you know, he's not he's too from far Atlanta. from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there is the possibility that in the future we might be able to have him on the show, yeah, we which I think the would seed. be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we planned the see We said, yo, bro, we'll take you out to lunch. You come hang out on our podcast. He's like, you buy me food, I'm coming. You know? yeah.
1: <laughs> and- so, Carrie, if you're listening, uh, please, we would love to have you on the show. And, of course, we're going to contact you when we do uh, have this video ready.
0: Yeah, when a dude like that gives you his personal – email address and says yeah hit me up send me the interview we'll see what's mm-hmm. up uh, i'm like oh yeah oh yeah we'll see because <laughs> that's just awesome mm-hmm. so uh yeah i can't say thank you enough but we do have one more segment
1: we do have another segment and this week the tables are turned because now is the return of awkward imager, <laughs> imager. readings imager? that's right
0: you changing the name on me bitch.
1: i am calling it <laughs> even though we've been calling it awkward imger, i'm gonna start referring to it as imager because apparently that's the way to actually pronounce it doesn't It doesn't
0: flow the same it
1: does not flow the same it sounds
0: like a fucking robot orgasm when you say it that way imager yeah. Yeah, my jar brr, splooge splooge
1: <laughs> well on that note christian you are going to be the victim this week on looking at some very i'm awkward trying tell me when to look your pictures so if you'd like you may go ahead and uh, open up the pictures tell me what the first one you see
0: i see P- pikachu and ash sitting on a couch
1: yeah what, uh, what does it say okay here we
0: go when you start masturbating but the plot is really <laughs> what the fuck okay yeah So, yeah, when you start masturbating, but then you realize you really want to see if that pizza is really good. (laughs) You know, she's like, wow, the crust is crispy. And it's just
1: Ash sitting there naked with Pikachu on the couch.
0: They really do hang out all the time.
1: There's no way this was not Photoshopped. I mean, there's no way there's this scene where Ash is wearing his hat and his fucking battle Pokemon gloves hanging out on the couch naked with Pikachu. Anyway. What I think I love most about it, though, is just how casual they are about it and the fact that Pikachu's like, eh, this is a normal occurrence with
0: my guy. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, this is, you know, this is what everyone does, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, you gotta next. Now catch one. them all. Oh, man. Okay, this is a uh, sad tiger. Uh, I forget the name of this meme. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's some sort of like unpopular, it's not unpopular opinion puffin, mm-hmm. but it's like fucked up opinion tiger or something yeah, like depressed that. Tiger depressed tiger or something tiger. those lungs. So I got a puppy today. I had to swerve to get it, but I got it. I guess he's saying he fucking ran over a small dog <laughs> that hadn't experienced much in life and he <sighs> ended its life.
1: That's right.
0: Okay, I see some D V Z ones coming up. Okay. Okay. What okay, so it's the scene when Goku Super Saiyan 1 and he's like pressed up against the uh the mountain and uh the bro the first broly movie and then the top is when you getting grinded on by the thickest bitch at the party and he's like all smushed into the thing <laughs> you know that's how it goes if she's working it you know you can't say no you know you're at dragon
1: con you have a few drinks you're dancing with a few girls you end up dancing with that one who's a little bit bigger she ends up putting you right into the damn wall
0: yeah well you know when joker wants to dance you let her so <laughs> anyway oh god this one when you're, <laughs> how your homies look when you get caught fucking an ugly hoe, and it's Chow Tzu behind. What's that dude's name? <laughs> That's
1: Gold- Goldo. Goldo, and that could not look more like he is literally fucking him.
0: He is pounding him, you mm-hmm. know. But Goldo ain't stopping time. He's liking it.
1: Yep, and that yeah. was from a filler episode, believe it or not, that actually did not take place in the manga version. Oh my
0: god, when your homies, how your homies look when they're pounding some fat chick. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, Neo can see the code of the matrix, but he can't see why kids love cinnamon toast crunch. That is an old ass joke at this point. I don't know if anyone even remembers that. <laughs> if you remember there are all these douchey kids that were like asking their parents questions or something like that, and then then like the announcer would come in, bow, bow, bow. but adults still can't see why kids love cinnamon toast crunch. you know I don't know it's it, I explained that wrong, but you get the idea
1: it's funny that's a that's a relic from our childhood right there they might even
0: still be doing it that way i'm not sure i don't know if that's around remember my whole thing uh i want memories of my family not it's cookie crisp you know they (laughs) fucking the corporations have invaded my brain i want memories of my family when i was young not cookie crisp commercials okay here's a here's a uh good advice mallard duck i forgot i think that's what Mm -hmm. his name is don't forget to wear condoms that's how we lost freddie mercury freddie mercury and that's how we got justin beaver that's so true. Wear <laughs> condoms. I know it doesn't feel as good, but take ten percent less to get mm-hmm. the rest of your life. Oh God. Okay <laughs> Okay, it's uh Dragon Ball Z, it's Goku, Super Saiyan one, just turned Super Saiyan against Frieza, and this is our first encounter where he like grabs Frieza's hands and Frieza can't get away. And when the hand job's too aggressive and you gotta pull her hand away, like bitch <laughs> like no. Sorry. I love how Black Twitter and Dragon Ball Z just go together so well. <laughs> Bitch, you in a crankshaft? <laughs> <laughs> so that is Awkward Imger Readings, yes. 2005, September 15th. Wow. So yeah, when the bitch be grinding on you too hard, and when that's probably
1: my favorite one. That one's it's good. Just the image of Goku just pushed up against. The God ground. damn!
0: I've created a monster. Now Corey surfs Imgur.
1: Uh, it's true. Yes. Ever it's... since this this awkward Imgur crap, like I find myself every day for about ten minutes just
0: looking at random. Images. I love how I got him to say Imgur again and not Imgur. Damn it! Yeah. It's, it's awkward Imgur. <laughs> awkward Imgur. I win. I have spoken. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching this episode. I think it's thirty-one it's episode 31 yes. of the powerful nerdcast mm-hmm. we really appreciate everything Corey. you want to uh, uh, hit them with the tagline out uh
1: and- yes i do just want to thank you guys again for watching today remember to leave us your comments and requests for topics for the podcast we'd also like to hear more of your requests for our upcoming vlog series um i'm pretty much 100 percent. we are going to start with you you Haka show but i do want to see uh some other requests from some other series whether they be we old be or new we do want to look at those shows so that we can review more stuff for you guys Uh, But I just wanted to also take a moment to thank our network, Rogue Intel. Rogue Intel gives us the ability to speak our minds, which is great, which means we are not their robotic tools. They allow us to be ourselves. And you should definitely check out their other shows at RogueIntel.com, like uh, Pure Orgasmic Love. Yes, that way you can learn to not be a social retard and actually talk to the opposite sex. It's pretty awesome. And uh, you want to know how you can help the network going? You can head over to rogueintel.com slash Amazon for all your shopping needs. What's really great about this is it's not going to cost you any extra, and it's going to all go towards Rogue Intel and all of the different shows on their network, which we are a part of. So make sure to check that out as well as their other shows. You can also download this show for free at iTunes. You can find links for all of this stuff in the description box below.
0: So yeah, thank you again, rogan Intel. You guys make our job easy. Help us out a ton, and we appreciate it. And uh we hope you guys check out their website, because they really literally have a bunch of other cool shows that are just as well produced as ours, and uh, you know, some some maybe even better. But they don't have these hosts. They don't nope. have this, they don't have this. This is one in a lifetime, people. That's right.
1: Whatever the fuck that, that thing is. That I don't calling. know. Whatever. <laughs> I think that was the the Batman, the Adam West dance back in the day.
0: It was. During the 60s show. Whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And yet again, another graceful exit for the powerful nerdcast.
0: Yes, you guys, thank you guys so much for watching. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Check us out on iTunes and please review our show on iTunes. That's one of the things we have been forgetting to say, but it helps our rankings a lot. I know you guys are great at giving us likes on uh, YouTube, but let's take that energy and let's put a review on iTunes. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, the powerful nerdcast is out. What's up, guys? It's Shane from Now That I'm Older. Check out Pure Orgasmic Love on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Sex, 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 one of the most amazingly diverse topics on the planet. And each week, Dragonfly and Swamp Ape will discuss and educate on topics involving love, relationships, and you guessed it, one of their favorites, sex. Pure Orgasmic Love. Find them on RogueIntel.com.